What do you do when your client is a bully? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And us entrepreneurs sure do like talking about nightmare clients, don't we? Um, I listen to these conversations all the time about con- like clients who are just like the worst clients ever or the clients who are super demanding and want all of our time for none of their money and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I know that nightmare clients exist. I have had them. But just like you heard me say a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about hiring a team and hiring a staff, so often the responsibility for nightmare clients lies entirely with us and at our feet. Because we haven't set proper boundaries at the beginning, we haven't respected the boundaries we set, and we let things fly that never should have. So today's listener finds herself with a bully of a client, and let's read that question and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, my client is a bully. I'm a copywriter and I specialize in writing sales pages that convert. I have a client who's been doing this for herself for a while now, but being strapped for time has hired the task out to me. She won't won't let go of control though. She won't be open to new ideas. She challenges me every step of the way. I have over a decade of sales and print marketing experience and she asked me how old I was the other day. She regularly uses the phrase, I'm not sure about this. Now, as a result of her attitude, I am totally sure about this. I don't want her anymore as a client. I want out. How do I untangle myself from a contract that still has six more months left to it. I can't stand her and just want to be done with this. Thoughts. Yes, I do have thoughts. In my first round of thoughts, you might not like very much, but I think it's important as a business owner and as a boss of your own business that you look at this closely. My first question has so much to do with what do you say to this client in response to, I'm not sure about this. And, you know, how old are you even? And all of those kinds of attitude, tense, driven questions. Because what's interesting to me here is you know what the deal is. This is a task she used to do herself. This is a task she used to be comfortable doing herself. And then she got strapped for time, so she hired it out, but she's super nervous about it. So she gave it to you, but she's worried about how it's going to affect her business. She's worried about somebody else using her voice and sort of being able to translate her message in a way who doesn't have her hand in the business, etc., etc. It seems like you know the deal. <laughs> I am wondering if you have reflected that back for her and if you have said it to say, hey, listen, I got it. You've built this business for X number of years and you've done it entirely on your own. It can be super weird to pass this off, something that has your voice and your messaging onto someone else. It makes total sense to me that you think I might not have it. It makes total sense to me that you were worried about handing your messaging and your words off to someone else. I get your anxiety, but I have to tell you here, the way you're approaching me about it isn't setting us up to work 
comfortably together, and it's certainly not setting us up to work successfully together. We have a contract that I would really like to stand by, but if we can't figure out a better way to have these hard conversations, then you and I are going to need to re-examine that contract because it's not acceptable to me that you question my age, that you question my experience, or you question my authority in response to what is like understandable nerves on your part. So I want to hear your complaints. I want to hear your concerns. I want to hear your fears, but I am asking you if you are open to hearing my response to them. If you have already made up your mind about me and you really have decided for yourself that this isn't going to work, I would prefer for you to tell me now so we can break the contract. Otherwise, I would like the opportunity to explain to you more in depth and more clearly where I'm coming from. So often the response to nightmare clients is to simply run away or avoid. So we just suck it up and we complain and moan to everybody around us about so-and-so did this and then they did that and then they said this and can you believe this email and it was sent at one o'clock. You know, the reality is, is people are absurd and clients are absurd and they get really ridiculously entitled when it comes to their money. None of that is in our control. All we can control is how we respond. And just like when we're hiring staff, we have to be clear with the clients we're hiring about our expectations, how we work with them, what we're willing to do, what we're not willing to do, and that when it doesn't work for us, we say so. A couple of weeks ago, I had somebody reach out to me on an introductory call who wanted to work with me and she wanted to use her insurance, um, and not technically insurance, but her like her benefits through HR for coaching and development or something like that. Um, she's like given X number of hours and she had this whole form um, for me to fill out. And one of the um, questions in the form really made it clear that what she was hiring me for wasn't a reimbursable product or service that the HR benefit was allowing for. It was completely outside the realm of what they had intended that money for. And I said, I'm not comfortable completing that form. That's not what we're contracting, you know, to do with together with one another. And that doesn't seem, you know, really fair to me. Um, and she said, well, just fill it out. They're never going to ask you. You're not going to have to like testify or anything. And I said, I'm sorry. I know it's super convenient to get reimbursement for coaching, but I'm not willing to put my name on a service that I didn't do. It's out of integrity. And she kept pushing back. And lucky, luckily for me, she wasn't already a client. She hadn't already signed on. So I was able to sort of send her on her merry way and say, look, this this is no longer a fit. But that experience of being tested and challenged, can't you just do this? It's just this one time. I know you said you don't work on Saturdays, but I know it's after seven o'clock at night, but so many times our clients will push back to see what we're willing to do from them. They move through the world with a self, sort of a selfish way, an entitled way, and it's on us to protect our boundaries. We can't tell people that we're unavailable after 6 p.m 
p.m. If we're then going to email and respond to an email we received at 7.30 p.m. And then expect our clients to just be like, oh, I got lucky. I got an email outside business hours. We have to remind ourselves of our own boundaries, make sure that we're adhering to them, and make sure we're responding to them in real time. Now, if you have this conversation, and again, I know, I know, I know, I gave you the therapeutically appropriate script that nobody ever really talks that way. But you, t- if you clearly tell your client, listen, I understand where you're coming from. I understand your concerns. I know your fears. This is how I think I can help. But this is what I need to have happen next. Now, once you lay that out, you have given yourself the proverbial fresh start and the proverbial clean slate. You have laid the foundation to be able to say, back in September, you and I had a really hard conversation. We talked about this and I sort of explained to you how I was willing to be spoken to, how I was not willing to be spoken to, the hours I was willing to work and the hours I wasn't willing to work. We've put it in writing in our contract. Hopefully, 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 if you don't have a contract, get one, please. Um, and listen, this just is no longer working. I am going to reimburse you for time not served, but we need to get out of that. The first thing I would do before I do that, though, is make sure you have a lawyer look at the contract and the decision to make sure you're not exposing yourself to any liability on your part. You want to make sure you're playing within the lines and you're setting yourself up for success. A lot of these arrangements usually though are casual enough or at least informal enough that you can manage it with a conversation. But a lot of the times the entitled clients are also going to be the ones that are sticklers for the law and you don't want to expose yourself needlessly because the reality is, is if you have to, you can suck anything up for six months. You don't want to, it'll be a pain in the butt. But once you release yourself and recognize you're sitting in the natural consequence of not doing the, you know, sort of the good onboarding process with a new client, I think you'll be able to suck it up and move on. But what's most important is that you don't keep sort of accepting crap behavior because you've been accepting crap behavior, that you sort of stop the presses, handle it head on, and let your client know how you appreciate or don't appreciate the way they're speaking to you. This is what's really helpful. I love that you respond to emails in a timely manner. I really appreciate that you put everything so clear, but the tone and the attitude and the disrespect are really getting in the way of me wanting to work with you. That's the phrase I use. This behavior is getting in the way of me wanting to work with you. Telling someone that the natural consequence of their behavior is they make them un- they make themselves unlikable is a really good lesson to teach. It's good modeling. It's clear communication. They don't have to like it, but it's your rules, your business, your boundaries. So that's what's that's what's so clear here is the need for communication, the near need for good onboarding, and then lastly, the check-in process. So that if you're doing a long contract that like you still have like six freaking months left, hopefully you've built in check-in systems along the way so that you and your client have an opportunity already scheduled in to talk about how it's going, how it's working, how it's not working, what you like, what you don't like. And that sets those longer term interventions up for way more success. I I know she's probably pissed you off and I know she's probably hurt your feelings and she's making every day a little bit 
longer. But until you look at yourself and you know with like full intent and honesty and self-reflection that you have set this business arrangement up for success and that this truly is a client who's going rogue and outside the lines, you start with you, then you go with the client, and then you can move on to what's next. This stuff isn't easy and we're not talking about it enough in the public space. So I am really, really glad you reached out to me with today's question. Thanks so much for trusting me with your business. I really appreciate it. Anybody else who has a question for their life or business, please do continue to find me over at Heather at choosetohaveitall.com. The best questions really do make for the best pod and it saves you from having to listen to a rant of mine. So there's something in it for you too. Thanks so much for today. I really look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.